Talking Point with Kathy Motsasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We tuned into the final hour of the Talking Point 7 after 11. Kathy Mutlatlana with you. Uh, we're going to be using this hour, or at least part of it, to uh, pay tribute to the now late minister in the presidency, Jackson Mtembo. We'll also then uh, talk about um, the impact of the loss that we're experiencing right now and um, that is going to be a conversation that will take place with Mapim Shangu and you know she's part, uh, she's a founder co-founder of the organization Love, Legacy and Dignity and much of what we'll speak about I think will also resonate with many South Africans because a lot of people have been just talking about how strange it is uh, for us to not be able to attend people's funerals, um, to not be able to to mourn them in the way that we are used to. And they've been actively helping people do that. And uh, we had a conversation with her. I think it was just at the onset of, of some of those regulations uh, under Level 5. And by then, um, the situation, of course, uh, of course had not go- gotten uh, to what it is today. And so it will be interesting to also hear about some of her own experiences experiences uh, with clients and what it is that uh, you know people have been doing I think to 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 to, to navigate this space well uh, a, a great soldier as um, minister Ayanda Glodlo described this morning has fallen uh, many people paying tributes to Jackson Mtembo and uh, of course responding to lose to news of his death yesterday uh, he lost his fight to covid-19 uh, suffering some complications Balikambete is the former Speaker of Parliament and joins me now on the line. Mimbete, good, good morning and thank you so much for your time today. Good morning, Kathy, and good morning to the listeners. Let's, Thank you for inviting me. No, it's, it's a pleasure to have you on. Um, it's been about 24 hours now, and so um, you would probably have had a bit more time uh, than some of your, your other colleagues who had worked with uh, Mr. Mtembu to, to reflect just on, on his passing and perhaps just talk to us about what the last 24 hours have been like. The last 24 hours have been like how you feel when you were just beginning to heal from a terrible week last week where uh, I personally, together with many people in our community of the ANC Mm. and South Africans, uh, buried four very close people last week. Mm. And one of them, what hit me most about him is that he worked in, with us in the office in Parliament at the same time as a, a, a Minister Jackson Tembu, and that was Ambassador Temba Gupeka. You know, when you have not heard that a person is ill, mm-hmm. you know, when you hear news that a person is ill, Something happens in you whereby, well, anything can happen because Mm. especially now with this uh, COVID-19 and in particular the new variant. So it comes as a complete blow, not just shock, you Mm. know, when you just suddenly hear a person has died. And that's what happened both with uh, the Ambassador Kupeka and uh, Comrade Jackson Mutembu now, 
you know, to just hear he he passed on. Mm. And then, of course, when I talked to Minister Makisa Ngakula later, she says, actually, she had talked to him yesterday morning. Mm. Now, this is the kind of experience as a society, of course, as the world we've been going through, which has been very, very challenging, very, very uh, testing and very difficult and painful. Mm. We have heard a lot of people so far um, share beautiful anecdotes. um, Tell us about the kind of man that Jackson Mutembo was. Perhaps in in, in your own words, in your own words, um, who was Jackson Mutembo? Jackson Tembu, for me, was quite a well-rounded human being. A, a person for all seasons, a colleague, a comrade who was there to be thrown into any challenge, any program, any campaign, and he went into it with gusto. And no kind of challenge was uh, too difficult for him to go into and do his best. And that was Jackson Tembu, a reliable cadre, a reliable leader, uh, a person you knew if he comes up with an idea he has examined it and he feels it deeply. He is strongly committed to whatever. And of course, we had fights because, you know, he, he doesn't flinch, uh, Jackson. He just says it as it comes to him, whatever it is he feels. Mm. And because he was an honest person, you know, uh, we got to know him that well he feels this very strongly and so you might uh, also want to engage with him but you knew that he at least was giving you what comes from deep inside him mm. and from his commitment and from his love of south africa love of the anc love of his people one of the things that, of course, we hear often about is uh, sometimes the, the level of disagreements that may take place between uh, different members of, of the ANC. And we're told that Jackson Tim was one of those who, even during NEC meetings, was not afraid to confront uh, what would be the elephant in the room. Now, as outsiders, we can only speculate around the number of issues that may have been the elephant in the room at, at different meetings. Uh, what does it take for for somebody like Jackson to to have been able to do that in a space where they are colleagues, but at the same time um, to to continue with life as normal after that, and 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 not be afraid to publicly express some of these opinions, even though they may not at the time necessarily have had the approval of the majority. Well, I mean, a person like Jackson is a person who would have already come to a particular understanding of the kind of contribution expected of him, and therefore 
the leadership expected of him. And therefore, the honesty required in order for him to play those roles. And so this was one thing about Jackson. And so you, it, it's very useful to have a person like Jackson because you know that this is something he, he believes in strongly. And so unlike people who can pretend, who can say something uh, simply because they want to impress this, that, or the other group of people or, 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 or particular individual or leader or constituency. Jackson was just straightforward, uh, principled, honest, truthful, and you can always know that here is a cadre of the people that can be trusted to be given a difficult task. Is, is, is that something that's lacking today, uh, you think, within the leadership of, of, of the ANC, that you don't have enough people who are as, as brave and as honest as Jackson Mtembu was? I'm not commenting about the leadership of the ANC. I'm just talking about, as human beings, we wish we could have a lot more people like Jackson, people who are open. Jackson was able to share the challenge of his child, one of his children, uh, with the whole society, told the story of a boy that had been a challenge. And for me, it was useful to have him in the sectors that we have worked in with him because those are the kinds of things we keep sick. Those are the kinds of things we keep private. And we stew, you know, in those headaches and, and personal challenges uh, quietly. So it was good to have Jackson and sometimes just have a moment where we share mm. some of those roles that are hardly ever talked about mm. parents and the reality of being a leader out there who needs to spend time away from your family, but also a father who has many also got a particular change within the place. Oh, Mr. Better, we're losing the line to you, but I certainly hope that uh, you can still hear me uh, clearly. I on... hear you. I hear you very clearly. Okay, all right. Uh, it, it seems to have also been restored somewhat on, on, on our end. Do you think it was that vulnerability that made him so likable, that made him so relatable with so many people? Yes. I mean, Jackson... Uh, somebody was cruel to him, took a, a picture of him in a state that nobody wants to be seen in at a particular point in history. Mm. And when that picture was out in the open, we were teasing him, we were laughing at him, <laughs> but he also came out and simply apologized mm. and said, I'm going to stop it. Mm. And he stopped <laughs> it. So it's, it's good to be a Jackson. Mm. And 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 we also had moments of fighting over particular disagreements. Mm. Mm. I, I, tell us about one of the fights that you had. One one that doesn't obviously compromise <laughs> you, but uh, you've spoken about it. Uh, you know, you've mentioned it twice already. So uh, I'm quite curious now. Well, Jackson, 
uh, personally, I had an occasion when, before we left as a parliamentary delegation, which I led, uh, going to uh, the Inter-Parliamentary Union Assembly in Geneva, just before I received an invitation that had been processed first telephonically from a country uh, 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 that, from an ANC point of view, uh, there were there are particular positions and debates still ongoing about. Uh, and when it came, I had already decided that for other reasons, because I have another task in the ANC, I was going to take this invitation from my counterpart in that country. So I then went to, and before I left, I hadn't had time to touch base with Jackson because I had to travel from Cape Town to here to then Geneva. So from Geneva, I went through that country. And of course, when Jackson heard about the fact that I was going to touch base in that country on my way back to South Africa, he was livid. And we fought telephonically. Uh, I was still out there in Geneva. And I said, Jackson, please come down, come down. I'll get back and we will talk. And he was very angry with me. But of course, when I got back, we talked about it. And, you know, it's now history. It's fine. Mm. We continued. We moved on to other things mm. with Jackson. So I'm saying I I liked the, his frankness about things and how, about how he felt about things. He didn't pull his punches. Mm. He simply let it go. And you just have to either, you know, punch back or stay calm so that he can then vent and then maybe have a better space uh, in which to continue engaging because he was very open. He never held grudges. You know, I was sitting in the NEC meeting after that, and next thing I felt were his arms around me from the back. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. like saying, my sister, that's what matters, that we are of one origin and belief system. And mm. that's what matters. He was also the chief whip of the ANC at a time that you were speaker uh, mm. of, of, of parliament. Did you guys butt heads in, that, in those particular roles? Not in those roles, mm. uh, because in those roles, we had a system, uh, structures, for instance, uh, the chief whip, the speaker, and the deputy president. The three mm-hmm. must always consult on an ongoing basis to make sure that if there are any kinks uh, that require consultation and agreement, say, for instance, there's a a request for a particular snap debate on a maybe a controversial topic. You needed, the three of you would need to touch base to iron that out. So we always did that. And, and you know, he will either come to my office or we will have uh, set an arrangement and we will touch base with the deputy president and come together to iron out those things.
We also had a, a committee that is very important. It's an ANC committee, which in fact is consists of NE, <coughs> which the deputy president and the chief whip and the speaker and other NEC members who are within the legislative sector mm. would be part of. And, and, and so we, we always had those opportunities. These factors are very important to make sure that you don't have, you avoid ironing out some of those. Had we, for instance, had an opportunity of that nature before I went on that trip, that's where the, 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 the kind of approaches and differences and therefore engagement, the need for engagement so that you, you persuade one another and arrive at certain positions based on understanding where you each were coming from. So we, we didn't really disagree because we had places where we, uh, we process uh, any possible disagreements or misunderstandings. Because many times it's misunderstandings simply because I am looking at the thing from a particular perspective, you know. And uh, so, say for instance, in a country where it's controversial to be seen to be uh, engaging or relating in a particular way, mm. in the legislative sector, we see ourselves as that part in the state that has the opportunity to iron out anything that might be a difficulty or a problem. And therefore, you need, you know, even when there's a war, mm. you need to find ways to be able to engage about things, look at possibilities of ironing out. Mm. Because what you are always looking for is for there to be peace, understanding, engagement, willingness to listen to one another so that you can move forward as a people in your your own countries, but also in your own uh, societies, and to make the world a better place to live. What has been lost to the ANC as a result of the passing of Mr. Mtembo? The lack of hesitation to express difference, even when maybe a number of people are clearly going to differ with him. But he did not hesitate to actually express the opinion, the position, which is always very constructive. If you are saying it, not attacking another person, simply expressing the position you believe in. It's important because that's how you build one another to be able to listen to people who think differently from you. Baleka Mbete is the former Speaker of the National Assembly. Let me thank you so much for coming on to the show today, paying tribute to one of her uh, comrades, one of her colleagues that she also worked alongside in Parliament, Jackson Mtembo. Yeah, you know, what what, what a great guy. And I, I, I... I, you know, just hearing what you said towards the end there, it's it's they've lost the the lack of hesitation in being honest. And I wonder what the impact of that is going to be 
in the coming months, in the coming years? Because we remember just how crucial a role Jackson Mtembo played uh, when it came to uh, the last years of the Zuma presidency and just an acknowledgement that the state was not going in the direction um, that it needed to and it certainly was not benefiting the majority of South Africans and, and the impact of having that coming from uh, somebody who was a leader of, of the ANC certainly uh, did play a, a big role and you listen to what opposition parties are saying about how that then also played itself out in Parliament where even though he remained a loyal ANC a card-carrying member who voted along the party line. He certainly was not afraid to express a different opinion to perhaps what some of his colleagues in the room would have done. And I think that's part of what made him exceptional and part of why South Africans are really feeling the impact of his loss. So we'll continue the conversation after the latest uh, 11.30 news headlines. Uh, Before we do that, though, we'll take a quick break.